0: Today's podcast is brought to you by our very good friends at Practice Evolution Prime. Practice Evolution Prime was created to bridge the gap from school to success. You can be successful, you should be successful, and being successful takes work. You have to gain the skills and foundation to be the sought-after family chiropractor, and our goal is to create extraordinary family chiropractors. This program is not easy. It will challenge you. It will push you. We choose to only work with doctors and students who are teachable, principled, and willing to work hard to improve their skills, practice, and their lives. If you are interested in learning more about this program and to apply, or if you are a patient looking for a PEP Prime doctor, visit our website, pepprime.com. That's pepprime.com, or call the Practice Evolution Program at 801-281-1646. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the KiddoCast for chiropractic families, the world's first and only podcast committed to normalizing complementary and alternative care, particularly chiropractic care for children by sharing the experiences of the doctors in the trenches. In our time together, we will talk with pillars in the alternative healthcare world to give you the tools you'll need to make positive change in the health of your children today. Simply put, we're here to change the trajectory of modern healthcare. I'm your host, Dr. Daniel Bronstein. I'm a pediatric and family chiropractor certified by the Academy Council of Chiropractic Pediatrics and the director of the Beacon Clinic of Chiropractic in beautiful Grover Beach, California. All right, guys. Today... We have an amazing, amazing doctor that is, uh, is going to join us here on the podcast. Um, I, I got to tell you, uh, this doctor for folks in the community uh, really needs no introduction. But I want to tell you a little bit about how I was introduced to Dr. Claire O'Neill. Um, let's see. Back in June, uh, we were at the California Chiropractic Association convention in San Diego. And uh, we were launching uh, our new company, which most of you guys know about, Practice Evolution Prime. Uh, And uh, for those of you guys who weren't down there, uh, we have this uh, gigantic facade uh, behind our booth that has a a picture of a beautiful baby. And um, we're, we're speaking to some docs and talking a little bit about what it is that we do. And then we get this doctor who uh, is, is very spunky and has a gigantic smile on her face and she comes over and first thing that I remember Chalk, is uh, you came over and you gave me a big hug and we were talking about how, yeah. you know, our love for taking care of children and it was such a huge, you know, relief almost because, you know, chiropractic care is, is dominated by back pain and neck I mean, pain really. and all this other stuff that, you know, really in my practice, I, I kind of just don't really care about all that much and, exactly. and so, so you were just this this light, this this uh, shining light through the clouds, and I, I really, really appreciated it. Uh, so Dr. Claire, I, I had to have you on the podcast. I wanted to talk to you so much about your experience taking care of kids. Thank you so much for being on the show.
1: Well, thank you very much for inviting me. And the other thing is, is you were a shining light to me too, because, you know, I've been speaking about pregnancy and pediatrics for years, and... So many of the chiropractors are like dead face. They're not connecting what chiropractic really is. Back pain, headaches are fine. But it's actually about changing the whole health of society. And that's what we get by right. working with the nerve systems. So when I saw you, I'm like, oh, my God, I love you.
0: I'm so glad you brought that up because the theme of the podcast is about full stop trajectory change. Right. And I, and I know, you know, in in the past, you know, in previous generations, you know, Jeannie Ohm was on my podcast a couple of weeks back and she was talking about how in the old days, you know, it wasn't about pediatrics, it wasn't about, you know, specialization. It was just we checked and adjusted children, you know, and everybody. And why wouldn't exactly. you? Why wouldn't you? Um, okay. let's let's take a let's take a stop real quick, Claire. I want everybody who doesn't know you to know a little bit about you quickly. So why don't you tell your story briefly and then and then we'll push on from there, okay?
1: okay well I have a kind of a weird background first of all my dad was a medical doctor and I actually worked in pharmacy for over 10 years Um, then I quote unquote hit reality and saw the light became a chiropractor and um, over the years have literally it's been almost a quarter century now have been focusing on family care, which means, as I always say, from pregnancy or pre-pregnancy all the way through to, I don't care if you make it to 130. So that's always been my focus. And then I'm also a clinical themologist because my focus is in all of this are women's health issues and all the aspects of, again, pre-pregnancy all the way through the delivery and the baby and nursing and everything else, because chiropractic is the primary thing that will keep moms and babies healthy through this entire process and then throughout their entire lives. Mm. So, and I've been lecturing for the state board and doing all this other stuff for years and hopefully spreading the word like you are.
0: Indeed. And where do you practice, Dr. Claire?
1: I actually practice in Los Feliz, which is Glendale, Los Angeles.
0: Mm, So I'm in LA
1: and you're in the, uh, you're in the beautiful outskirts. (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's a romantic way of uh, of describing the Central Coast. When people <laughs> ask me where I practice, I pretty much say, you know, kind of in the middle and nowhere, you know, because it takes me four hours to drive to LAX and four hours to drive to SFO. So if I want to fly yeah. out, I'm uh, I'm kind of stuck. So it's a blessing it's, and a curse. Um, it's beautiful up there, though. Indeed, we enjoy it. You know, and it's I think it's interesting too, and we can talk about this because I'm I'm very familiar with where you practice, Los filos um, in Glendale area. I mean, it's on the outskirts of the San Fernando Valley where I grew mm-hmm. up. Um, very metropolitan. Right. Um, and uh, there, there's a huge, I think, divide between, you know, practicing in a family model um, in, a, in a relatively small community versus practicing in, in a large city. Um, I noticed, you know, in, in my community that uh, it's, it's nice to know the police chief and the fire chief and the city council and the mayor and, you know, everybody, we kind of, we're all kind of working towards one Uh, in one direction, right? Um,
1: Exactly. The health of the community. Totally.
0: And it it really takes a village. And so we've seen, uh, as I've talked about in previous episodes this season, that that village can kind of make or break, um, you know, the health of of individual families, depending on kind of how the mob is going. Um, I'm curious you know for you practicing down there um, and cuz Los Feliz is not you know a, a, an impoverished community by any stretch of the imagination there's there's you know a high income um, uh, average but out there here's
1: the sad thing we have a lot of the um we also have a lot of homeless now because Southern California is where our homeless community is getting um, much larger so Right. chagrin. It's
0: yeah, you know, so and sad. it's crazy, right? I heard a statistic that said that something like 20% increase in homelessness occurred in 2017 in Los Angeles, which is insane yeah. to me. I mean, yeah, and that certainly bad. speaks to larger themes uh, in the healthcare world with regards to things like mental illness um, and vets getting access to care that they need. Um, and we can go down, you know, a, a monstrous so hole all need chiropractic
1: care. Come to- on, government.
0: Totally. We all
1: need chiropractic care because we're the ones that can make those types of changes.
0: Well, let, let's speak to this too. Okay. So, let, uh, you know, first major topic I think of this podcast is let's talk about access, right? Because, you know, in, in my clinic, uh, I, I don't accept a sign on any insurance. You know, I, I started referring all. my Medicare patients out. Uh, we try to make care as accessible as possible, but, but the fact is uh, most... Uh, I, th- I think most people expect to have um, insurance coverage for chiropractic care because they assume that chiropractic care is treated like uh, like medicine, uh, which is not. Um, in the United States, especially in California, where we have Covered California, which uh, is a total stinking joke. Um, Thank you. I we agree. Ha- <laughs> we we have this huge emphasis on abortive care, right? It's medical care. It's like let's wait until something is absolutely terribly wrong with you, and then maybe we'll try to fix the symptom, right? Chiropractic mm-hmm. care. Especially centropic care, like we provide, is about fixing the problem before it's a crisis, right? You
1: got it before. Just like you were saying, I always say, uh, because I'm from the medical field, and I'm definitely not comfortable with that, but um, I always call it the medical field. I never call medicine, be it pharmacy, where I was, be it any other aspects of it, healthcare. We are healthcare. So there's a difference. Medicine is emergency care, and that's where... I get where insurances can, uh, you know, can cover that because they want to get it at, you know, at the last end. Where for us, we're talking about total health. We're talking about understanding the human body. We're talking how the brain and the nerve supply control everything. We're talking about foods, exercise, that's true healthcare. Why would insurance pay for me, for a patient to eat good food and get good exercise and to get adjusted? That doesn't quite fit into it. <laughs> and that's where I think people have a problem.
0: I was just sitting in an ethics seminar with my friend, Dave Benevento, uh... Um, not ironically, a, a past president of the CCA. And we were cool. talking about how, you know, Medicare defines uh, certain chiropractic coverages is like anything that, you know, prevents disease isn't covered by Medicare, which is, it's, it's so bass backwards, Ew. right?
1: It is. You got it. It's the most illogical thing. It, and it frustrates me. And the funny thing is, or I should say funny as not in ha ha, but uh, pathetic is I run into chiropractors when um, I'm working on their, you know, educating them for their CE units Mm -hmm. and they don't get it either which means they don't understand chiropractic yeah well that's my frustration
0: and and Claire you know too we got 15,000 chiropractors in the state of California and uh, we're spending most of our energy trying to fight on legislative battles that really make make no difference you know
1: exactly because I don't care
0: (laughs) I know me too you know it's funny like not trying to turn this into political podcast but you're absolutely right you know the chiropractic principle which I again now this is something that you should definitely talk about the chiropractic principle is so Clear and it's so easy to understand. Uh, chiropractic itself can be very complex, but the major premise itself is is extremely simple. And I think most moms, especially young moms and dads, it can understand that it's that you know really our children are born with a birthright to be healthy. Um, they they have all okay. the tools they need. In order to right the ship, the problem is, uh, you know, really chronic disease in, in our culture is it's spurned on by a couple of different things, and and they're all thematically tied to human intervention, right? We know things like sitting for long periods of time are detrimental to health. We know that exactly. bad posture is is detrimental to health. Um, as we record this podcast in September, you know, my office is going to do a huge sort of PR campaign on backpack safety because we know Good. that backpacks are a huge problem for kids and they cause vertebral subluxation on a huge get the scale
1: roller backpacks get the roller backpacks
0: so so talk to me a little bit about you know your understanding of that that principle because coming from you who has been in practice for a lot longer than i have i think our parents would love to hear that
1: <laughs> well you know, uh, when we were just talking about the homeless and you were talking about the vets, the first thing popped into my head is what did D.D. D. Palmer say? D.D. D. Palmer said that if everybody was under chiropractic care, we would get rid of most of the people in the prisons. Because if I have The communication from my brain going all the way back down to my toes and back up and I have full nerve flow going to all my organs then what am I doing my organ systems are working correctly which means my digestion which means the foods that I eat will be able to and the vitamins will be able to be absorbed Two. that's working on all the hormones. People, um, medicine seems to, what I call, segment or segregate um, uh, an organ. Like they're thinking, okay, well, this is thyroid. Well, as a chiropractor, and when we're thinking brain and nerve system, I'm not thinking thyroid, I'm thinking thyroid, pituitary, mammaries, which are your breast tissue, uh, adrenals, pancreas, you know, uh, um, ovaries, you know, uterus, all of those are hormones. And if I don't have those hormone tissues having the correct nerve flow going to it, well, everything works on a positive, negative bio, um, feedback mechanism. Mm -hmm. So then it's not going to be, uh, fully functioning on a balanced level. And then we are going to have, uh, depression, you know, all of these additional things that will add to, um, homelessness. And if we're looking at, um, you know, for kids, the addictions, yeah. I mean, so my, my thing is, is, and I, this is where I'm really weird. I actually think I would like the mom and dad to be under chiropractic care before conception occurs. Totally. So that's one of the things I'm talking about, because if that body is fully healthy, then we're going to get a natural conception. Yeah. And if I have a natural conception, that is instantaneous moment when conception occurs, if mom is really healthy, and dad's really healthy, that child at that conception moment will have a brilliant beginning. And if that mom is under pre- chiropractic care through the pregnancy, then all the nerve flow of the mom is going to help that baby develop correctly. Yeah. And then we're not gonna have near as many problems in the birth process. And then, I mean, my gosh, this is what we should be doing because right now we're drugging our moms when they're pregnant, mm-hmm. I mean, the MDS are trying to even get do flu vaccines for right. the pregnant mom. I mean, I can go on about this for hours.
0: Well, and we know I've had multiple patients, and I'm sure you have in your in your career uh, that have uh, been on uh, opioids. You know during their pregnancies you know I, I just uh, finished doing some correction with a mama who uh, during her first two pregnancies she was on Vicodin the entire time uh, because yeah. she had such uh, such terrible uh, pubic bone pain um, yeah. and pelvic dysfunction yeah it, it was a true case of uh, SPD um, that uh, you know the doctors are like well shoot I don't know what to do and there's no evidence to support the fact that uh, Vicodin could be detrimental to your pregnancy I mean we know better but the evidence doesn't you know doesn't ha- there is no evidence because what are you gonna do you test Vicodin on a pregnant mom. Um, it's,
1: well, it's actually illegal. It's actually right. illegal to teach uh, to test it. But that's where I'm saying, okay, medicine. We have a pregnant mom. If you're, you know, if you're out there saying, be careful of what you eat. It's going to affect the, uh, like, say, drinking a beer is going to affect the development of the baby. <laughs> Excuse right. me, Vicodin's not.
0: Yeah, no kidding. They,
1: they're not. I don't know. One plus one does not equal two to them.
0: Yeah, I know. And and, you know, it's not to say, you know, on this podcast that we're here to disparage medicine, but I I have to say like in the birth world, you know, as a chiropractor, you know, I am held to an extremely high standard because of uh, the perceived misunderstandings about how we're trained and, and what we do. Exactly. You know, we can't practice obstetrics point. without a license. But I will tell you that, you know, ACOG, um, which you know is essentially the the, the standard bearer for obstetrics in, in exactly. the United States, you know, there are standards mm-hmm. of care, and we just ask, just like chiropractors uh, are required to by their state boards, that the uh, OBs, you know, sort of hold the standard for. Uh, for ACOG as well and so their moms get the best quality care that they can with the least amount of intervention and
1: Um, that's what we want is the least amount of intervention and what's amazing when it comes to chiropractic is is one you're talking nerve flow but if I'm looking at the uh, say rotation of the mom's pelvis or the sacrum which does affect the pubic bone Totally. if that's not in the correct alignment then the baby cannot does not have the room to develop the way that it needs to so it can actually grow um, and then actually be moving inside the way it needs to do. Cause I always tell the, uh, the moms that it's kind of working out. He's at mm. the gym right now. Mm. And, you know, so that when this baby is growing, is developed and becomes head down, then the chance of more interventions with that birth greatly decreases.
0: Right. And, you know, it, we know. I mean you know this for sure Claire but I mean we we all know when we take care of kids that birth trauma is probably the most common cause of vertebral subluxation Thank you. In, in human beings and it is we see we see traits patterns passed down from mom to baby um, uh, a, a ton. Um I, I, I'm reminded of this this one family that I took care of which was completely uncanny I we, we as chiropractors know that scoliosis isn't precisely uh, Congenital. Uh, there yeah. are certain genetic concomitants that go along with it, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, if your mom has a scoliosis, you're you're not gonna be guaranteed the scully It's not guaranteed, exactly. But um, I did have a, a mama that came in. She's been under care now for about three years. But uh, once we started taking care of her, we started taking care of both of her daughters. Uh, We started taking care of her son. We started taking care of uh, actually her two older sons as well. And, you know, we do x-ray surveys on all of our weight-bearing adolescents and adults. And surprise, surprise, like all of them have the almost identical same scoliosis. And. It had to do, uh, at least in my experience, with Mama's pelvic floor confirmation. Um, Thank you. She had uh, this this poor Mama, man. She had something like five or six miscarriages over the Ooh. course of her life, and then she had you know her five beautiful kids. Um, but to see that uh, you know, sort of in concert, uh, with the scullies that we saw in the adolescence. Uh, it's just, it's kind of insane. We, we know the pelvic floor plays a huge role, which is what you're talking about. It's like, let's get you checked preconception, make sure that the foundation is set so that the baby has all the tools that he or she needs not only to survive, but to thrive. And then when it's time to go into the second stage of labor, when mom's pushing, uh, baby can engage, um, precisely the way that the program is designed to work Uh, the cranial plates overlap we start that cerebral spinal fluid flow and then baby comes out latches to the boob and Bob's your uncle you know
1: and that's exactly what we do need I think today's society is um, that one there's a lot of fear and when it comes to the fear of the delivery process Um, that's something I really tried to debunk in my moms because I'm a person who at the age of 40 had a, uh, seven pound, three ounce child without any labor at all. Mm. So our bodies, when everything's done correctly, it's going to happen so naturally that chances are the, the, you know, severe, uh, um, pain and length of time of pregnancy. delivery should not be occurring. Mm -hmm. As they say, and I'm sure when you spoke to uh, Dr. Jeannie Ohm, she was one of my mentors back in the 90s, she would say that you know the research shows that if you're under regular chiropractic care during your pregnancy, it's going to decrease labor time by a third, decrease labor pain by a third, which means it's going to decrease a lot of those chances of interventions, so the mom and the baby have a great natural, non-medicated birth. Mm
0: -hmm. And, and it, it goes such a, a long m- way.
1: much better to start.
0: It goes oh, such yeah. a long way. you know it's funny I, I've read uh, I've read uh, Dr. Fallon's study um, and I, I we're talking about the study that showed that labor times were uh, mm-hmm. um, decreased by, by something like 33 mm-hmm. percent. Um, you know it's funny because it, the studies that we have in chiropractic have, have not been well replicated and that's just because you know there's it takes a lot of time and money and most chiropractors are out just taking care of patients um, but we all know this and we all see it you know I have because to warn see it. right I have to warn because. my patients you know when they're under Webster care, be careful. This is going to be a quick labor, you know? And they're like, okay. And it turns out to be, most of my moms describe labor post Webster as intense. Um, but, but quick, right. And if I had a dollar for every time I had a mom, especially in her second birth after Webster care, that just one, two push baby falls out on the floor and everything's great. And the midwife doesn't make it. And the doctor doesn't make it. Like, I mean, that's like half of my practice. So.
1: And, and that's it. That's why working with midwives are so great. But even they're like, we love working with you, but Because it's fast, but sometimes I can't even get there in time. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, that's when if the body is set up the way to do things naturally, that's what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of weird. I grew up in Northern California on a ranch. So I use the term, you know, growing up on dirt, growing up on concrete, and I've seen many different animals being born. And it's amazing when you see like a foal, a horse being born, and the it's very fast, it's very rapid, the horse turns out fine, the mare's fine, and we're not, it, it's not this big traumatic birth that us humans have. And that's what I'm always out there trying to educate my moms about on is if everything's in the correct alignment and we have this nerve flow. And as you said, with the Webster technique, which is an amazing technique, Dr. Webster was brilliant. Um, if we're utilizing this we're actually and that's my goal as just like with yours I want to change society I want to get us all back to healthy and it literally starts it starts from conception on. Huh. And that's where I everybody needs to understand when it comes to chiropractic. It's not just your headaches.
0: Right, right, yeah. And it's uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I frequently tell my patients, you know, if you're going to the the chiropractor to make your back feel better, it's like going to the gas station for the coffee. You know, you're, I you're, love that. You, <laughs> you're you're totally missing the mark, right? I mean, and that my best patients, my best pregnant mamas, since we're talking about this, I'll see them minute that i know that they've they've conceived you know and most yeah. of the time those are moms who have already been patients in my clinic and if i can do corrective work in the first trimester with them awesome let's get it That's out of the perfect. way now you got it these you are the moms that tend to thrive during their pregnancies and obviously it. like you know re- results are variable and things change but the well, trend there's
1: always you're right they're always different uh, things as you said that that can happen but the average person doesn't realize that you can have a breech baby naturally. <laughs> and not I in California, mom, you can't. Yeah. I, well, this is the scary thing. But I had a mom who's pregnant with twins, and that's why I tell him. I said, I hate to tell you this, but both babies are not head down. You know, one's going to be head up, the other one's going to be head down. Mm. So we want to make sure that that pelvis is in correct enough alignment for the delivery. So I was adjusting her three times a week to the day she delivered, mm. and she went to Cedars. And that's because she, you know, she wasn't going to do midwife. She has twins. She's going to do it. And Cedars were shocked because it was the very first time they had had a uh, twins born one without pitocin or inducement, two without an epidural three without it being a c-section and they considered it a miracle mm. and guess what she named one of the babies we used to name him a and b <laughs> but a was named atlas
0: <laughs>
1: so you know and then of course what she do she brought him right back in i adjusted and so it does show that you can have births when a baby is breached because when they're twins I'm looking at the medical community saying, well, we've been doing this for thousands of years.
0: Well, you know, and I, I have to say, too, that uh, the only the only MD that I'm aware of that's still delivering baby's um, breach uh, is down really in your neck of the woods. That's uh, Stu Fishbein, right? And And yes. Stu was on Lindsay Matthews' BirthFit podcast last year, and he was talking about the reason that doctors don't deliver vaginal breaches anymore is because there just isn't any training for it. Um, isn't
1: that amazing that they're – I mean, what they're trying to do is is – consolidate or streamline their education to such an a point that they they're not even looking outside the box of other scenarios.
0: Sure, and I think it also has to do with the fact that there is a th- there's a liability mill in the hospital sort of for profit model. Yeah, and
1: practice is a big one,
0: right? It, it's it's certainly I think, uh, you know, when you have like big corporations involved in the, the individual healthcare decisions, it's very much about plugging in numbers into the algorithm versus honoring the individual process, you know, and obviously a breech vaginal birth is not for everybody. But, you know, Stu, you know, he at the time that Lindsay recorded his podcast with her, mm-hmm. you know, he had just, uh, I think, published his book where he was describing, you know, like, a hundred or something vaginal births that he delivered exactly. breach and you know, he just sounded so, it so it, frustrated. It can,
1: it, it can be done. But again, as you're saying, the limit of the education and I used to, uh, you know, be with Kaiser and all the protocols they have set up, say it's Kaiser. Um, they have protocols again because of malpractice. Right. So they follow, um, their protocols, not what the person needs. Again, all associated is with you say, with the litigious society mm-hmm. and malpractice. It's more of the administration and the attorneys telling the doctors what they can and cannot do.
0: So let's I want to take a step backwards here because you touched on something when we were talking about the homelessness issue in L.A. that I just can't let go. Um, You're talking. It it hurts me. Yeah, it's it's such a travesty. I mean, I was up in San Francisco for uh, the wave um, in uh, August at Life West Chiropractic College. And, um, you know, San Francisco is a mess, too. I mean, homelessness is out of control and it sucks because we know that most of these folks just are, are not getting the help that they need um, you know but B- DD talked about you know prison system and, and mental illness and mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you're aware but you know our good friend Ian Davis Tremaine who was on the podcast uh, last season um, has taken over this project uh, that works directly with the folks at San Quentin uh, called of the cool. trust foundation and good. we go every single year and we uh, between like 30 or 35 chiropractors or so, so, go and we adjust uh, almost a thousand inmates in about three four hours. Um, oh, I think that's great. You know, this year was the first year uh, out of I think thirteen years that it's been in existence that we were not allowed to go back because the, the prison was on lockdown for like three or four straight weeks. And I know Dr. Ian is trying to get us back, maybe at a different date. But you know, we go in there, and uh, I've gone for three years in a row. Um, and what I know, a great experience. you know, it's it's a great experience, but it's it, it was mind altering because I take care of a lot of COs at a local prison in mm-hmm. San Luis. And we were kind of letting them know that I was going to be out of the office one day. And these people were like, why, why would you go and give these people care? They don't deserve it. And, you know, at first I was thinking, yeah, you know, that's true. They, they've done some pretty bad stuff. Then I look through it, uh, you know, through the, the eyes or the perspective of what you're describing, you know, with regards to to Didi. And the first time I went, um, we had prisoners who are basically, you know, in tears with joy. Uh, Because they're so subluxated and one adjustment just clears out all that garbage and all that hate and all that resentment. You can see the light come back in their eyes. Isn't that amazing? We've had prisoners tell us, man, I I wish I had chiropractic care before, you know, I I did what I did and I I never would have gone to prison. And these guys are in prison for life, a lot of them. And it's just like...
1: (sighs) It is. It's It's a hard thing because, again, they did something that was really severe. And you're sitting there saying, you know, what are we going to do? Well, gosh forbid, if they're let out, guess where they're going to end up? They're going to be in San Francisco or they'll be down here in L.A. Right. Um, and something has to be done. And again, it's, it's all about getting to, from the beginning right. so that this doesn't even Happened.
0: Well, I mean even with regards to uh, let, let's just not call it mental illness Let's call call it a uh, cognitive delay uh, because you know Good. in my practice. I see Good. you know tons you of delayed it. children exactly. um, As a matter of fact, you know, I, I just had a brand new patient uh, that I was um, Consulting with uh, his parents yesterday. This is a kid who's uh, 13 months old who does not crawl um, Ooh, and not yet, not we're yet. already seeing, we're seeing the writing on the wall with this kid, cognitive delay. We're seeing sensory proclivities. We're seeing all sorts of things that are on the spectrum that contribute mm-hmm. to long-standing Um, again, it's not mental illness, but let's just, let's just call it, um, impairment to a certain degree. Yes, you um got it. You know, and every time I see a sensory kid, I'm reminded of a case that uh, I didn't myself see, but a parent that I take care of who works with sensory kids uh, just had to endure recently. Um, she she takes care of autistic children in an educational setting. And uh, one child in particular is not a child. Actually, he's, he's in, his, in his late teens, early 20s, I believe. Um, he, he had an episode, uh, he escaped uh, from his house, which is all too frequent with autistic kids that we see, yeah. um, he grabbed a, a knife from his kitchen and robbed a bank. And uh, in the process of robbing wow. the bank, was shot and killed by the police department. Oh God! So, uh, the the thing that stinks about about this type of stuff, and and again, I'm I'm not including things like paranoid schizophrenia or mm-hmm. mania or anything like that, but even just on the scale of things like autism, which we know there are tons of autistic kids and adults who have been incarcerated for for reasons that the law enforcement community can't understand or can't abide. Um, these are the types of things that we can address, maybe not completely cure or correct, but address really, really early on. Um, and we talked about this on the last season of the podcast uh, with uh, with a few folks, and then at the beginning of the season with Dr. John Bernardi about neurological development as it pertains to things like gravity and posture. Um,
1: exactly. It- and and when you're looking at uh, when you're looking at the Uh, autistic kids I've had a lot of autistic kids in my office and they're they're very violent with their arms and they're fighting and they're fighting their moms. right and all we have to do is you know as we adjust them and then help the moms with certain exercises to help as you said let that child quote unquote ground totally let that child ground again neurologically through the adjustment and with the exercises as we start retraining The communication pathways into the brain and to the rest of the body, their demeanor changes, their violence, their outbursts, you see a completely different child. And you just can watch that literally over weeks and over months. And and the moms are crying because... um, You've just changed their kid and I'm, because I'm a mom, I cry anyway with them (laughs) because I am seeing the change of these child, of these children. One, and then the other thing is, is you look at it and you say, oh my gosh, just some very simple stuff can make worlds of difference versus the drugs. Right. And these medications aren't doing as much as we would like them to do to help these children.
0: Right. Well, I mean, we know that, uh, you know, children between the ages of 14 and 18, uh, about a quarter of them are going to be on Ritalin at some point in the near future. Uh, it's already happening, so, yeah. you know, and it's, it, it, it's just more of a commentary on our culture. Um, I, you know, I, I was talking to Mary Flannery also a couple of weeks back and Mary talks a lot about how millennials communicate and we're, we're starting to realize that parents, because they want to be more involved in the decisions, uh, their healthcare decisions for their family, as opposed to generations past even back to generation x um yeah. it, it's Thank a good God. thing right because they're starting to really question authority now questioning authority yeah. to the nth degree can be a bad thing too but it's it, it's about we want to know why right
1: understanding more is what you guys are asking yeah I'd say which so is good yeah I'd say so I, um, and that's
0: I important for me. chiropractic too because people are gonna come in and say like how can chiropractic help my child you know a lot of the time and I'm sure this is the case with you right my practice is like a hundred percent referral so we'll have yep. moms that come in and they'll, they'll tell everybody else in the community hey you need to have your child okay. checked by Dr. B um, but when the parents come in yeah they, they, they want to know why as opposed to here take my baby just fix them right and that's yep. important because that means that going back to the first concept we discussed right it literally takes a village and that village which is such a it's such an antiquated concept is finally coming back and i think that's beneficial for overall health care
1: well it is and when you're looking at your type of uh environment because it's smaller when you're looking at los angeles it's so vast Right. so what we have to do is kind of work like in my area when it comes to los Feliz, atwater silver lake i kind of work with those um I'm going to say now moms and dads, because we have a lot of the millennials moving in because I'm so close to downtown Los Angeles Mm -hmm. and they're coming in and, you know, through again, through referral network. So I just had um, a new baby that uh, the child's four months old and the mom and dad actually are from the UK and have moved to America about seven years ago. And they have this adorable baby and the MD has it under quote unquote failure to thrive. Mm-hmm. And I say, you know, I see a lot of failure to thrives and they're sitting there saying, well, he's supposed to be this way. <laughs> he's supposed to be this. And I'm sitting there saying, explaining. And so anyway, they said, I was told to come here by this other patient, of course, a referral and said that chiropractic can help. Mm. And they're looking at me very skeptical, saying, how can chiropractic help? Mm. So I was explaining uh, my exam process, how I'm looking for the subluxations, how it affects that nerve flow. And then that would explain why the child has quote unquote pediatric GERD or colic Mm. and how the baby's not being uh, digesting, et cetera. Mm. And literally, and the baby's even having a hard time just latching on. And those things that were getting missed under the diagnosis of failure to thrive. Yeah. What chiropractic can do is, you know, as I'm explaining this to the parents, and the baby's had uh, adjustment number three, was yesterday, latching on perfect, can turn the head on to the left, can hold on and nurse and fully, uh, you know, absorb all the milk from that breast. So she says well, it was one to two minutes. Now, I can actually get back to nursing because she was just pumping because the baby couldn't even, you know, latch on. Right. So, but again, if you explain that and take the time to explain it to parents that care, and you just said it, the millennials want to know how and why, and they will take the time to do it. Right. Right. And so it's a different con- it, Thank God.
0: Right. Well, you know, and it, it's going to take a ton of work too. It, it, we have a strong foundation for sure. And I, what I tell people, you know, honestly, especially because, you know, I know you train chiropractors and I train chiros as well with regards to taking care of kids. The buck stops at results. Right, Thing. right. Yes. We got to we got to get things done, and you, you know, I, I I frequently tell you know my patients that there are essentially two types of chiropractors, and we discussed this previously. You know, the the main type of chiropractor, the most common type of chiro is the one that you know when your back hurts, you go in, you get your back adjusted, and you feel better, and then you come back when your back hurts again. Um, those of us uh, like you and I, Doctor Claire, uh, we're we're a bit of a rare breed. We're we're o, OG as as it were, um, like but it's still we're still not that, that common, uh, ironically, even though that's which kind is of...
1: Sad, which is sad, because this is how you and I practice and think is how chiropractic started.
0: Right. And, you know, and so and that, that begs the question too, because I've asked this of other chiropractors on the podcast before, but again, because you've been a chiropractor for, for a long time, I, I'd love for you to talk to the parents who are listening and kind of let them know, if you want to take your child to see a chiropractor, what do you look for?
1: Well, first of all, you want to make sure that the you know the chiropractor is first of all looking at the child and communicating with the child along with the parent mm. to that they're commu- um, when they're communicating they're explaining just like what you and I were talking about before but you want a chiropractor that looks at your child not as I have a baby now but that baby is going to be 45 50 60 and we're going to be having those grandchildren all the way through because chiropractic is a lifestyle it is a way for health to express itself from quote unquote preconception all the way through to i don't know four generations of great grandkids that's what it is so i would want a chiropractor that doesn't say okay well so your baby's latching on now and now you're over failure to thrive i'll see you in the kid's tent (laughs) no i want Somebody to understand that it's like brushing your teeth every day. We want that child checked because just as the tree grows, we want that child to have the perfect spine all through its many different changes of development, not hmm. just in puberty, yeah. not just during growth spurts. You know, even when they're under psychological stress, because that can produce subluxations,
0: right.
1: you know, all of this. So it's a regular checkup schedule. Yeah. And.
0: Anyway, go ahead. No, that, and, and that's, I, that's exactly what I wanted you to you say. I mean, the, the thing is, chiropractic care is not medicine, right? It is not you go to the doctor when there's something wrong. Um, the emphasis that we place in our office, and this is a lesson, I think, to almost every single parent out there, um, is to get your child checked so that they don't need to be adjusted, right? The point is isn't not that perfect, right? And, and I mean, it's then we, we don't think about really it that way that. because we still assume that an adjustment is a treatment and the fact is it isn't. An adjustment is a tool to remove interference from the neuraxis so that the child okay. has all the clarity in the nervous system that he or she needs to be healthy. So, I mean, in my office, my patients know, we have a bell on the wall when people come in and they don't need to be adjusted, they ring that sucker and they're proud because that's what we want.
1: That's what it's all about. Again, it's just like, you know, treatment when you go to the okay. dentist and they have to clean your teeth. Well, if you're brushing your teeth regularly, they don't have to, quote unquote, do as much of the cleaning.
0: Right. Exactly. That's beautiful. And
1: I, I, think, um, I think some people don't understand why they would have to continue get it, getting checked. So I spend a lot of time explaining that all the different causes of subluxations, like the three T's, the traumas, and when it comes to, to babies, it could be diapering, it could be repetitive stress trauma from diapering, sleeping positions, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I you know I explain about toxins, toxins in our foods, toxins in our environments, again, stressors, which are our thoughts. And the other thing is I help them understand that When we have um, this joint injury, why that subluxation occurs, we're going to have inflammation. And that's a normal physiological response. Mm. The body's response to that inflammation, scar tissue. Mm. So we just want to make sure that we don't get too much scar tissue. We just kind of remove it a bit. We kind of just whittle away. And then they're like, oh, I get it now. And I said, that's it. It's really basic,
0: you know, and it's so funny, Claire, because I was just having this conversation with one of my families who's been with me since the very beginning. You know, because it, it, they're the family that totally gets it, right? There's Isn't every every practice has one family yeah. that just like and they're don't the you biggest love advocate. That it
1: just makes your heart explode. It's
0: so funny, but it, it, I'll get a phone call, you know, because I'm on call for all of my moms and dads, you know, and they'll say, "Hey, you know, so and so like took a fall and you know and, and hit his head. Yep. Can I bring yeah. him in to get him checked?" And I find that with my chiropractic kids, the ones who've been adjusted since the day they were born. Um, even if they do take a little bit of a fall or have an accident i'd say half the time they're clear right they're able to adapt to the forces uh, those At, so-called exactly. penetrative forces that most other kids couldn't adapt to and that's really what we're talking about here it's about that adaptation is a great
1: thing because they heal so fast and so correctly and you said adaptation, their body knows what's correct. Right. And because their body knows what correct what's correct, it just heals in the correct alignment and you don't have to work near as hard. And if it's a really bad one, they heal so much
0: faster. No kidding.
1: It's like mind boggling. I have a patient who's eighty three and she had a bad fall and she just bruised everywhere, lacerations everywhere. And I'll be danged if that lady, as adorable as she is, the massive like a bruise of maybe You know, six, seven inches in width, you know, in length and four inches in width. That baby was gone in four days and all the bleeding and the scabbing and everything was gone literally in less than seven days. I'm Mm. like, honey, you are amazing. She's been under chiropractic care since she was a newborn Mm. because her mom and dad were way smarter Mm. than some of the parents I've run into.
0: So rare and so beautiful. That's, that's great. Hey, Dr. Claire, um, I, I, I'm going to put a, a cap in, in this particular interview, but uh, we, we need to absolutely have you back. I, I want to hear more stories and, and pick your brain a little bit. And God willing, I hope I get to see you sometime soon in the next know, couple of months. I know.
1: Oh, well, I will let you know. Um, I'll be in solving at Dr. Kendall's office on the 23rd of September. I don't know if you're around, but you can always pop uh, up. I'm, I'm teaching
0: in D.C. Many. that weekend. Oh, what a ah. bummer. Uh, okay. Well, right. well,
1: we'll definitely hook up because I would love to meet you face to face again. And anytime you want to talk, I'm open.
0: I love that. And Dr. Claire, for everybody who's listening down in L.A., would you uh, let us know how we can get a hold of you?
1: Oh, Thank you very much uh my office is 3171 los filas boulevard suite 202 los angeles 90039 my phone number is 323-662-2891 and you can always look me up on uh the websites i have multiple websites one is uh, gfcawellness.com and then because i'm a clinical tomographer i always have um, i also have tomography wellness center
0: Beautiful. Well, Dr. Claire, thank you so much for being a part of this cast. We'll definitely have you back on uh, hopefully for season three. And for everybody who's listening, guys, if you like this content, if it resonates with you, if it's something that you feel just needs to get out there, and I hope you do, please share it on Facebook, share it on Twitter, share it on Instagram, use the hashtag normalize chiropractic. And together, guys, we will save a life. So thank you very much, guys. Thank you, Dr. Claire, and we will see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you.